excited here in the state of Missouri about our school plant managers. Uh, we have uh, a massive uh, turnover in school superintendents this year. We have 100 new uh, openings this year uh, with 500 school districts. So we think the need for school plant managers and training is, uh, is larger than ever. Welcome to Beyond Clean with Jim, a podcast that brings to you on your schedule in your environment current and relative conversations on subjects that impact you, the individuals in the cleaning industry who save lives every day. Beyond Clean with Jim is streaming to you through Podbean from their studios inside Jim Supply in Central Florida. From their six locations, Jim Supply has been improving lives with clean supplies since 1930. Check out our options today for education, product, and equipment at jimsupply.net. Check out the seven pillars of the Jim Difference. At Jim, we are not just another vendor, we are your partner. Now let's join your host, Dave Thompson, as he talks with yet another influencer in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with Jim. Good morning, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. As you heard in the intro, I am your host today for this podcast. And, you know, like we say every time that I come on the air with you, you did not come on the air to listen to me ramble on. But you know what? I have kind of a tendency to do that from time to time. Uh, I don't know where you're at, but this week is supposed to be hot, hot, hot. But you know what? I moved to Florida, and I'm not going to hit triple digits. But you know where our speaker is coming from today? He's back where, well, where I moved from. Back in Missouri, and I understand, Charlie, it's supposed to get in triple digits up there today. Charlie, are you there with me? I'm here. Good morning, David. It is supposed to be hot, and I am going to be in an air-conditioned wood shop most of the day. <laughs> I got you covered on that one, Charlie. Uh, you know, the thing is, is uh, one, when you come down here to Florida, one of the things I did is I said, you know, I won't be seeing that triple digit, but the humidity. Um, anyway, folks, you didn't come on the air to listen to us talk about weather uh, I'm going to let Charlie tell you who he is, what he's doing, and a little bit about why he's here, and then we'll get into the meat of the matter with you, Charlie. So uh, a little brief introduction, if you will. Well, thanks for introducing me, and thanks for having us. Uh, we're excited here in the state of Missouri about our school plant managers. Uh, we have uh, a massive uh, turnover in school superintendents this year. We have 100 new uh openings this year uh, with 500 school districts. So we think the need for school plant managers and training is, uh, is larger than ever. I come from the school world. Uh, I'm, uh, I was an uh, acreing English teacher for six years in a small rural school district and uh, came to a larger district and moved into high school administration then into central office. And then I, I learned quickly uh, how to take care of school facilities and how to lead our staff. So that's what I do now. I'm the, I'm the executive director of the school plant managers in Missouri. We're 32 years young and running. Uh, I am only the second school plant manager, uh, the executive director of our school plant managers association. The first uh, gentleman, Tony Sloan, was the director of facilities in the Columbia Public School District, very large school district in our state, right at the University of Missouri. And he uh, held the position for 27 years and handed it off to me. So I'm in my fifth year. And uh, we just continue to grow, and the need for our training is larger than ever. Now, what's interesting about this conversation today, folks, is uh, some history you might not know is I worked with Tony Sloan, uh, did a lot of different uh, education, some subjects, which we'll talk about as we go. 
But I am from Missouri, and uh, Columbia Public Schools was one of my large accounts that I worked with for many years. So it's an interesting thing that after leaving Missouri, being here in Florida for six years, that here we are, we're joining forces again together because I'm going to be podcasting with the MSPMA conference uh, this fall. That is, if you haven't been in and you haven't seen it, it's September the 18th through the 20th of this year. It's a live conference. That means it's live and in person, isn't it, Tony? Or, uh, 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 um, I had Tony's name on my mind. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. And that's Charlie okay. Branham. <laughs> that's certainly not an insult to me. It might be to Tony. But yes, we are going to podcast live. A podcast are new to the Missouri School Plant Managers. Uh, and we're, we're pleased to have David join us and come, come be a part of our conference and kind of change the, uh, the, the environment a little bit and give us a little, uh, a little jump start on some things and get people talking. And, and as I've listened to your podcast, David, you do a great job of, of engaging conversation. So we're looking forward to having you. So speaking conversations on this, Charlie, um, there's a lot of plant managers you know, school plant managers in the state of Missouri that, well, maybe for the first time are listening to this, um, we want them to be involved now and through the conference and afterwards. Absolutely. that You're exactly right. Our mission for all school plant manager associations is uh, is to provide the, the opportunities for our school plant managers to engage with our vendors, the professionals in each each uh, cell of plant managing. We want them to gauge with one another from other school districts. Uh, we want them to have conversation. Uh, we want them to participate in training. We also want them to deliver some training for us. We at the Missouri School Plant Managers uh, work with our state department of elementary and secondary education throughout the summer. And we just completed uh, workshops in St. Joseph's School District up in the northwest corner of the state. And we just finished at Popular Bluff School Districts in the southeast corner of the state. And then this week, uh, we'll have a team that includes Tony Sloan, believe it or not, at the ripe old age, of, ripe young age of 83. <laughs> and, and they will be in uh, Boonville uh, today and tomorrow. And then they are headed to Branson, Missouri, uh, Thursday and Friday this week. We'll, we'll conclude our summer workshops in, uh, in St. Charles, Missouri on June 23, 24. Those are free workshops. We'll have about uh, 300 um, uh, plant managers with us. Those workshops are basically provided for field staff in the, in the school districts, your custodians that want to have training, uh, your maintenance folks that, that want to expand their skill set, uh, those that are interested in supervision or that, that you as a plant manager are, are, uh, are ready or relying on for maybe some evening or some shift supervision. We provide that training throughout. It's a two-day training at every one of these sites. We provide that throughout the summer, and it's paid for uh, by the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. So we're we're already busy this summer and just about halfway through our training program. You know, what's interesting about this, uh, Charlie, is I used to be involved with that. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to go back. This was probably in the late 90s that uh, I was doing some of those DESI workshops. Uh, I remember being in several of those locations. You know, if there's somebody listening to this podcast right now that's been to one of these summer workshops, 
I would love to talk with not only the plant manager, but the frontline technicians that actually do the job. Um, Charlie, how hard was it for you to get onto this podcast? Because you know what? Some of these people listening may go, oh, well, I'm, I'm scared of that. Is it scary? <laughs> well, there are a few steps. Uh, David, a couple years ago, I didn't want an app on my phone because I didn't want it notifying me, didn't want it bothering me. <laughs> and so today, so today, so last week, my wife actually grouped my apps. So it's hard to tell where this app is going to jump in on my groupings, and then I have to use glasses to see it. It wasn't hard. It prompts you. This particular app prompts you every step of the way. When it says double click, that means twice. That was one of my errors. Uh, when, it, when it says when it says uh, tap here and it's sitting there blinking at you to uh, to call in, then you're supposed to actually tap where it's blinking. So uh, other than that, I mean, it's the stuff that the second grader can do really, really well that we at, at my ripe uh, young age or old age of 50, 58, you know, it's, I'm just right in the middle of, uh, of the technology uh, generations. So uh, it was not difficult. And now that I, now that I have it, I, I got it. And now I think the key is in all technology is to use it frequently. And if you use something frequently, then uh, it, it becomes the habit in the first nature. So not that difficult, just new to me. Hey, oh, Charlie, this is the reason why we use Podbeam. Now, folks, we are broadcasting live, so don't get all excited and everything. All that simply means is everybody in the world can listen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, scary in some ways. <laughs> but, you know, don't worry about that because we have control of the board and everything. So it's not like, you, you know, that you got to answer questions from them. I'll, I'll shield you from that on that today, Charlie. Um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned yeah, a number of I, things. I, Go ahead. I thought you were going to edit, edit this. I didn't know when I accepted your invitation to be live. Well, you know, that, you know hey, you just got to roll with the flow, right, Charlie? Just got to get out there and get your toes wet. Okay, so now that your toes are wet, we're telling everybody that's listening, if you're in Missouri and you're a school plant manager or you have a, you know custodial staff working for you, uh, you know not just custodial staff, but facility management staff. And we started a new thing this year, Charlie, that we've been doing is we've been trying to talk with different facility managers around the country as to interesting things that happen to them, you know, challenges, tips, tricks. Uh, have you heard some of those, Charlie? I heard your podcast of a gentleman out on the East Coast uh, that I think you're pretty close or friends with that that uh, had a had to get to some kind of a re retirement party or event in his building, and an administrator I believe asked him if he was going to be there, but the administrator had had not requested any setup for the event yet. So naturally, as facility folks do, he rolled right into a full setup and took care of everything. So yes, uh, that was hilarious, and it it, it was it's so true. I did see so many times that happened during my career. Yeah, yeah, and it still happens. And here we are in summer. There's all kinds of summer issues that are going on uh, on top of what you talked about. Now, uh, you know, Desi has been around for quite some time, and you work with the that that uh, program for those summer workshops. Uh, how long are those summer workshops? Uh, you mean as far as how long do they last each session? Yeah, I mean, you know, you said you'd been in like three different cities so far. Yes, they are. Uh, they're almost two days long. Uh, the first morning, 
which is is this morning. Uh, that workshop will um, will start at uh, seven thirty eight o'clock. Uh, about an hour later, the most facility folks show up to do their work, and uh, they'll do all the registration. They'll do introduction. Uh, they'll break out into their sessions. We do uh, one on housekeeping. It's very thorough. Um, one of our board members delivers that uh, from Hilliard. And then we have one on uh, supervision. And then the, actually the treasurer of MSPMA, a longtime um, uh, uh, custodial housekeeping director uh, from Rockwood and then the uh, Francis Howell District, he, uh, he leads this session on, on supervision which is a early leadership type program. And then uh, we have a, a light maintenance program and one of our board members from the higher education uh, rep, uh, group, he, he leads that. Uh, and then the last one's on HVAC and we have another board member of uh, MSPMA, but he is a vendor as well. So two of our vendor reps and then two of our uh, board members from MSPMA lead those and they finish up on the second day at about three o'clock. So that's two full days for facility management personnel. That's right. Um, provided by DESE. Yes. How, how long has DESE been doing this for, for the schools now? I think longer than DESE has been organized. Um, about four or five years ago, uh, funding was a little tighter and they had, uh, they didn't see the need for this, but the folks that made that decision had never been involved in the summer training. And so, mm -hmm. so MSPMA <laughs> went back to Desi and said, time out. Are you, aren't, aren't school facilities as important as what we hear? And absolutely. Well, then we need, we need to continue to offer training. The problem is Desi, Desi's into, um, you know, so many things, uh, mm -hmm. curriculum, so much oversight, mm -hmm. school districts. It's hard for them to, they don't actually deliver a lot of programming. Uh, and so we, we made that offer that we'll offer the programming through school plant managers. That's what we do. And you fund it. So that's that we started that about four or five years ago and seems to be the best model. Well, you know, I, I have a little bit of history in some of that, Charlie. Uh, you may not know this, uh, but I was involved um, with the green cleaning laws for the state of Missouri. Uh, at the Capitol. Uh, I think that was like 2004, five, six, somewhere in there. And of course, Desi was involved with that and, uh, and stuff. So uh, yeah, I have a lot of understanding about people that make decisions that aren't involved, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, or fortunately sometimes. And speaking of such, I think you've got some other programs uh, that we're going to be talking about through podcasting, not with DESE, but with another uh, operation. That's true. So we, uh, we have formed uh, a strong alliance because it's close, closely matched with uh, school safety, the Center of Educational Safety. And the Center for Educational Safety was a standalone uh, entity uh, for many years that would train those of us in school districts. Uh, on our school safety and some of the requirements uh, that, that DESE had for school districts in the state. But the funding dried up several years ago. Uh, and then another association, a large group called the Missouri School Boards Association, was were receiving so, so many uh, needs from their school districts 
that uh, they actually brought the Center for Educational Safety into their fold. So the funding for the first few years for the Center for Educational Safety took, took uh, place through Missouri School Board Association. Uh, more so now, Center for Educational Safety Missouri receives the statewide grants and different funds uh, to offer programs of the nature of school safety around the state. So we, Missouri School Plant Managers, have a really good friendship with the Missouri School Boards Association, and in particular, uh, Amy Roderick, the director of Center for Educational Safety. And um, last year we did a, a program, Missouri School Plant Managers offered guidance on indoor air quality. And it's amazing, amazing the folks that we put together uh, to offer that program. You know, it's there's no bureaucrat involved, there's no politics involved, there's no regulation involved. We put together school plant managers, we put together pediatrician, we put together indoor air quality specialist, equipment specialist, facility, school facility specialist, and created our indoor air quality guidance. And we've offered that uh, around the state uh, via, via virtual meetings already. Uh, we have it recorded and able to share. Uh, and it's just an amazing, an amazing uh, uh, session. And actually, we're getting ready to offer that session again on Jan uh, June the 23rd at MASA, which is the Missouri Association of School Administrators, primarily the superintendent associations. And so the, for the first time in our history, we're going to offer a standalone school facility workshop over at the Capitol area in Jefferson City uh, for, for MASA and the superintendents. And we we just got this brainchild of so many new superintendents, they needed additional training on school facilities or need to at least focus on it. Instead of going to a, a conference of school administration and receive all the, uh, the updates in school finance, the updates and what a school district has to do for the year, uh, all the new reports, all the logistics of managing a school district and pick up one class in school facilities we wanted to offer something to superintendents that was strictly focused on school facilities. So we reached out to Massa and they, uh, they loved uh, what we offered. One is our indoor air quality. Uh, the second one is a school uh, facility operations manual that our folks internally, our board members of MSPMA have worked to, to perfection so that you could take our pro our, blank slides actually and fill in the name of your school district and adopt the pieces of that operations manual uh, that you you wanted uh, and then on the last one we're going to teach uh, with superintendents is uh, capital planning uh, not master planning capital planning how to assess and evaluate your school facilities and how to plan and uh, and prioritize what needs to be done over the next 12 and 24 months but uh those are the trainings that we have going right now with other associations. So as you can tell, we're friends of other associations. We're, we're not, the Missouri School Plant Managers is not a, a part of another association. We're not under an umbrella, which is the case in many states. We're, we're a standalone association. So you and I are going to be doing some podcasting. Um, I think we're going to do like four of these uh, with this program. What are some of the subjects or the topics that we're going to try to cover in those podcasts, Charlie? Okay. We're going to talk about school safety in general. And school safety has gotten, uh, gotten to be a very broad, broad topic. You know, first, school safety was about uh, physical safety. 
It was about locks on doors. It was about um, uh, doing different drills within your schools so that your teachers and your schools were prepared for an intruder. Uh, it, it's uh, long ago when I was in school, it was a tornado drill and a fire drill. And mm-hmm. so uh, bulletproof glass now and uh, cameras and deterrences and, and, uh, and lighting in areas of an evening. I mean, things have just changed from when I was younger and in school uh, to the physical safety uh, to now the mental health. And so as school plant managers, we have to focus, we have to be a part of the team in our schools. And that's what the Center for Educational does, uh, does primarily. It brings, it brings all those entities in a school together, uh, including the physical safety folks, the school plant managers, it brings us all together uh, so that we understand that we all have a part in school safety. So, David, our, uh, though each of those four sessions aren't defined, uh, the Center for Educational Safety is working on the topics that they'd like for us to discuss openly. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be some physical safety. But now indoor air quality is, is environmental safety, which is physical safety. So those are those are all out there for our discussion and and we'll uh, we'll hone in on those with you, and that's that's what we'll talk about. You know, that's an interesting thing because uh, uh, you know, Charlie, as as much as you're going to talk about this, or I should say, we're going to talk about it with other uh, plant managers and stuff. These are issues that every school district in America and actually across the world are thinking about in light of what has been going on this year. Yes, it's unfortunate that the events, uh, the, the horrible events take place, and, and then, then we end up talking about school safety again. School safety is ongoing. It never mm-hmm. ends. And you become, you put, you know, you, a school district puts themselves in a compromising position when they forget about school safety. And unfortunately, it's just, uh, it's just in our world. It's not something that we ask to do. It's not something that schools want to focus on. We're, we're not parents. We're not safety officers. We're teachers. We, we have content. We, we help kids grow through, through experiences and learning. But unfortunately, in, in our world, the, the scope that a school district has to offer uh, topics and has to be in, in touch with and on top of, has just grown and grown and school safety is one of those ugly things. So we just, well, it, have, it, to, we just have to face it. You know, it's not, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to kind of folks, you know, we have three words we follow on our podcast, healthy, positive, and proactive. And I've always found that uh, the world as a whole focuses on the negative and we call it ugly and nasty and bad. Uh, on the other hand, if we want to focus on the positive side of, and so this is where I always say, let's focus on the proactive part of this to make positive. And, you know, I think of a fire drill. Nobody wants a fire. We don't want to talk about a fire. But if we proactively train, uh, go through the drills and and do that, uh, you know, I, and Charlie, I have to say this because I was just with some people this weekend that was on a, a, a boat cruise you know, two-hour boat cruise uh, on the East Coast around a, a bay. And about an hour into it, the captain comes on and says, well, we got to turn around. There's a, a boat here. There's a ship here that's uh, sent out a distress call. 
They turn around and get there, and there's a fire on the boat. And they got to pull up alongside, and all of a sudden, one of the the uh, fire tugs comes alongside, pushes their boat into the other one, and sprays uh, sprays stuff over the over them onto the fire. What are they doing? Here they are, all of a sudden, taking on all of the passengers. And she said, one of the funny things about it was, and she said, maybe not so funny, but they were just acting like, well, you know, it's this leisurely Sunday afternoon thing, and they were taking pictures and video. And we're both looking at each other as like, folks, don't you realize this is a fire? Right, right. And I think this is what we're talking about, Charlie, is we need to focus on what do we do before something happens so when it does. It's the same as why do we take a driver's test so that we know not to run a stoplight? True. There are just so many parts of school safety that, that have, have uh, we've taken on more and more because of the tragedies. And it seems that if you, if we forget, if we lay down our guard and we forget to practice these things and make them part of our, our normal, our, our procedures, you know, it seems like that we, um, we end up with these horrific situations and, and then we have, uh, you know, we're, we're out here trying to, to redo, th to, to improve, to make it better. So, folks, I think that's what we're wanting to do here is with the podcast is just talk these things through. That's what a podcast right. is. Having that's conversation, right. talking it through, bringing it to front of mind. You know, I, I, I think of, I was listening to you go through the list of the different schools. And I'm thinking about all of those schools in my 35-year career there in Missouri that I worked with and all the ones you named I've worked with. And I'm thinking, you know, a number of them said, you know, they, they, they told me, they said they didn't purchase from me because of certain reasons, they, but they did have one thing in common. Whenever I needed it, you had already talked to me about it. That's what there a podcast go. is. There you go. Folks, if you're listening to this podcast this today, this is about bringing awareness to something that maybe you're not thinking about today. But that's when right. it comes up, we want it to be front of mind. So that's what we're going to try to do in these four safety podcasts uh, through uh, the Missouri School Plant Managers here is try to bring to the forefront things that you might not want to think about and that you maybe not have. So we encourage anybody that's listening, you know, if you've got something to say on these subjects, reach out to me. I want to talk with you about it so we can put these things together. Um, it really helps, David, with folks back in their own school district. They they're oh, yeah. doing some things and they're, they're not sure they're the right thing to do, but they have to do something. They, they listen to others talk or they're in trainings or they're at a, at a meeting and they, they're with like folks. So maintenance directors side by side, introduce one another. You know, they find out that what they're doing is very similar to what someone else is doing. It just reassures them they're on the right track for their kids and their school or something comes up that they hadn't thought of and they're able to take that back to their district. I think about this as I was at a, a, a one of the conferences in Columbia years ago, and one of the people that went through the Joplin tornado, that school, those people from that school was talking at that conference, and I can guarantee you what those people went through in that uh, Joplin tornado, there's a lot of people that changed what they're doing. Absolutely. we. I was actually a part of I led our design teams on six new campuses and, and eight new schools here in our community. We were a really fast growing school district outside of St. Louis about 
45 minutes. And um, now over there in Troy, I'm here in Troy, Missouri. That's right. Yeah. Uh, And and our architect uh, brought so many things that we found uh, from Joplin. We watched a lot of footage, what footage Mm -hmm. was available from Joplin. And we changed uh, overhead windows being installed or not installed. Uh, The way that corridors were long and and uh, doors at the end of them uh, that could cause wind tunnels through tornadoes. So there were things that we did physically in designing schools after we saw those images. And it just, it makes sense to learn from those things. You know, I think what's interesting when you said indoor air quality, I was with a a school that was uh, building a new addition and, and they said, we're installing windows. I said, why is that such a big deal? He said, look at the rest of our building. There's no fresh air coming in. We're having to rely on only the HVA. He said, we need to be, be bringing in fresh air. We're installing windows for the first time. Things change because we talk about them. They do. And then when you get to school safety and you get on that topic, you got to watch the placement of your windows. So, Absolutely. Yeah, those windows weren't down low. They were up high. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and uh, so through our discussion, uh, you pick these things up, something maybe you never thought of, but... Uh, but the natural sunlight, uh, the open, uh, fresh air that can come in from outside is good. Uh, in some cases, it's not in other cases. So, uh, you know, I my last uh, five or six years, uh, most of our heating cooling systems were highly efficient. You know, split units that came into your rooms, didn't have outside air. You put in a second system, which I used to, I remember as, um, as a package of rooftop air unit or a <laughs> a ground ground floor area so you literally put in we put in two systems in all of our modern buildings one to bring in fresh air and to temper the air to a certain level and then the higher efficient air to take that air that came in from outside and literally condition it to the temperature that was comfortable and i thought why am i putting in two systems but overall it makes good sense and how many times do you have the heat or air out that you need a backup system so, so it works and it, and it causes your, your equipment to run more efficiently and have the end. Those who did that, uh, that type of installation are able to meet indoor air quality standards now. Folks, I want to tell you something. If you have never been on a podcast before as a, as a guest and you're listening to this and you're a school plant manager in Missouri, you see how easy it is for Charlie to come from one thing to another thing to another thing. And here we've spent close to 40 minutes talking with Charlie and he hasn't said anything about it. it's time to get off. I'm scared of this. <laughs> well, I guess we could do an encore sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's how easy it is to podcast. So please, 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 if you're listening to this and you're in Missouri and you're a school plant manager, you know what? I keep saying Missouri. Heck, folks, if you're a school plant manager in any state in the United States, we want to talk with you. I want to get back to the conference for a moment. Um, Where is it? What's kind of the schedule? Give us a little bit more details. I know we mentioned at the top of the show where it is, or we mentioned when, but let's go back to that just a little bit. Sure. We have an annual conference in the fall. We try to wait till until the air conditioning doesn't need to be uh, on as, as heavy in the school and we haven't yet turned all the heat on. So that seems to be the best time for plant managers to uh, move out of their school districts. So they've got their, 
such their athletic uh, program in the fall is, is in the middle. So, you know, they're, everything's smooth. We offer our conference once a year in Branson right now. We'll be, we've been there for two or three years. We'll be there for two or three more years. September 18th, which is a Sunday, uh, we come in on the evening and we have a get together social with our vendors. And uh, we, that's all paid for within your, your $125 registration fee, which is really cheap for a, for a statewide conference. And then uh, we kick off early on Monday morning with our, with our members on a, on a provided uh, buffet breakfast. And we have some open session items for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then we break off into our breakout sessions for an hour uh, to two. We come back in at 1030 for, a, for the largest vendor show, uh, school, school facility uh, vendor. Uh, vendors join us. We have about 126 vendors join us. So it's a very large show. For I don't know if there's another one as large in the Midwest. And uh, we're with our vendors until uh, uh, 2.15 to 2.30. We have lunch with them in the vendor hall. All the vendors, all the members come and eat together. So there's about 500, 550 people there at one time together. Uh, very, very large, very wide open. Uh, I mean, they're, the vendors are from, from roofing to uh, electrical parts to uh, custodial uh, equipment and, and products. Um, a lot of restoration companies will have some architects, will have engineers. And as much as anything with our vendors, they're going to meet, they're going to meet our school folks uh, during that time, but they're also going to meet one another. So you have engineers that meet uh, architects and architects that see different flooring uh, options that are out in schools. You know, they're, they're not in their offices that day. They're out in a vendor show. So it's a time to, for them also to see, what's available in school facilities. We have our turf and track folks. Not only do we have uh, turf and track installers, but we, we have uh, maintenance companies for that, playground companies. So it's a, it's a huge show. It's one place that you can see all those things that, that uh, you need for your school facilities in one location. And then we'll leave at about 2.15, 2.30 out of the vendor show and head back into some class sessions uh and then we head into dinner on your own uh, and then that evening monday evening we have a large event uh, for all of our both vendors and members to come get together over on the landing uh, we're at the hilton downtown branson with the branson convention center it's uh, all in walking distance just a, just a block across onto the to the landing there at uh, lake tanicomo so it's a beautiful setting a lot of shopping uh, we have a lot of uh, husbands and wives join us for this conference uh, and we chose that for a reason. So we have an evening affair there that evening at a place down on the landing, bowling, uh, shuffleboard, uh, just about every game uh, that you can imagine. We have karaoke. Of course, we have uh, food and drink. And so all that's paid for uh, by some of our vendors. And uh, we want our vendors and our members to meet during sessions, uh, during socials, and then we want them uh, to see each other in the vendor shows. Instead of one touch, uh, we have two or three touches with one another and develop more of a relationship. And hopefully then our vendors have answers and solutions for our school plant managers. Tuesday morning, we have another general session. We, uh, we celebrate our uh, facility uh, manager certification uh, training program, those that have gone through the entire training. And uh, those folks, uh, we graduate them and 
take photographs with them and thank them for uh, doing what they do. And then we get, we have about three more hours of class sessions. And uh, then we go home right, right at lunchtime on Tuesday. If you're listening to this and you wanted to talk about any of that kind of stuff, I can guarantee you, you can come by and talk with me. I'm going to be podcasting through all of what Charlie just went through. So if, if you came to talk at a show, which is what Charlie just explained, folks, and especially if, you were, if you're one of those people that did the karaoke, I know you can talk. Okay. Come on. Let's get on the air and talk. It doesn't have to be long, 10 or 15 minutes. You don't have to do an hour like Charlie's doing today. But, hey, you know, if you want to, I'll be here and I'll be listening and we'll be broadcasting it. Some of it will be broadcast live from right where we're at. Some of it will be recorded and produced later. So, you know, you know, the thing about podcasting, Charlie, is it's the modern day radio show that's always at your fingertips. Right. It, it, I'm, uh, it's my first time to do a podcast. I've done some live interviews on radio, but uh, it's my first time. Uh, I appreciate, uh, David, you prompting me uh, so that I knew what to share with the audience, and I'm more than happy to come back with you and share more. We're, we are very hopeful that uh, the folks in the state of Missouri, as they, I drive down the road up and down Interstate 70, and I, I make 10 phone calls, but recently I've been listening to your podcast. So I enjoy that. It makes me think, and uh, it's easier to apply when I get back into uh, to the office and, and our planning. So I, I, I've enjoyed it. And uh, I think we have more to talk about. Now you've got an hour listening to yourself. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to, I don't know that I'll do that. I, I'll, I'll, as an English teacher, I'll hear myself slaughter the English language and, and slur and I won't enunciate very well. So I'm, I'm going to do like some of the uh, movie, movie folks. I'm not going to watch my own, my own production or listen to it in this case. Okay, so um, folks, that's September the 18th through the 20th, uh, Branson Hilton Convention Center. Um, Charlie, do you have a website, uh, contact, place that they can learn more about it? I'm sure that all school plant managers already know about it. We are kicking off uh, actually right at uh, the end of the month, our registration for members. We already have 90 vendors signed up. As I told you earlier, we, we're going to take 126 at the 11th hour, I'll have four or five vendors call me and beg, beg. They forgot to get in or they're new to the company. So we'll end up with 130 vendors. Uh, www, the acronym for Missouri School Plant Managers, MSPMA.com in this case. So www.mspma.com. That's the Missouri School Plant Managers. We're on. Okay, we lost Charlie there for a moment. It's what kind of happens on some of these things. He'll probably come back to us. Um, uh, you know, the thing about it is, folks, whenever you are listening to a podcast, there, there, there's technology. And, and Charlie's coming back? Yes. There he is. So I see I told you he'd come back. All I had to do was just run my mouth, and I'm good at that. You know, there's a lot to be learned by listening to other people.
but we all have something to say. And here on our show here at Beyond Clean with Ace and all the other podcasts that we put this out on, it's what do you have to say that is healthy, positive, and proactive? Now, folks, there's always something negative happening. We use those as highs and lows. We learn from the lows so that we have more of the positive. That's what we want to focus on. So if you're listening, even if you're not a school plant manager, today that's who we're talking to and talking about. Anybody that has something to say, we, we really would love to have you come on here and talk with us. Now, I'm the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence here in Orlando, Florida. We do a number of different things. We've got certifications for frontline uh, technicians in the cleaning industry, commercial cleaning. We've got a new show that's going to be coming out next month. It's called Talking Clean in a Dirty World. And I got to tell you, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So we're going to have four people live on the air, going to talk about the current issues, different thoughts and solutions from the commercial cleaning industry side of it, uh, contractors, suppliers, vendors. You know, we all have something to learn. Charlie, any last parting words before I ask my two closing questions? No, sir. I've, I've talked enough. Where were you born? I was born. My father was teaching and coaching in Memphis, Missouri at Scotland County. And I was born in Davis County, Iowa, Bloomfield, Iowa, in Davis County Hospital. And what is on your bucket list personally for this year? To keep my, make my wife happy. Now, come on. If you've been married any time, folks, if you're a guy and been married, you know that's just an everyday thing. (laughs) We've been married 38 years in August, and she revealed her bucket list to me right before Christmas for some reason and uh, had a lot of travel. And uh, I've had an ankle replacement and uh, need a knee and do a lot of therapy. But I said, well, while I'm up and going and uh, we're active, let's get some of this accomplished so we we did 10 days in Hawaii. That was number one. She's headed out this weekend to, uh, to New York City with her sister. She's headed to Scotland next year. So, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, th- that's what it's about for me right now. Uh, I have a day gig as a COO of, uh, of, a, of a multi-million dollar company at, uh, in the landscape world. And so, I, you know, I just want to get better at that. Um, so that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, we're, uh, if I had a personal bucket list, I got a taste of traveling during the winter last year and playing golf. And so uh, I told my, all those around me, I'd be going four times starting in November through February this year to different places. I'm sure I'll be in Florida once or twice and I'll be in Arizona. We're talking maybe, uh, maybe something in the tropics go do some golfing during warm weather and enjoy life and uh, meet, meet more of my former friends and buddies and get to spend more time with them because we've been out making a living uh, the last 30, 35 years. So that, that would be it. Folks, as we close out our show today, we thank you for joining us and being a part of this podcast, whether you were here live with us on the air. We noticed some folks uh, came in and out listening. We thank you very much. Uh, the podcast is live on Podbean Live broadcast whenever we get somebody that wants to talk. And Charlie wanted to talk today, and sounds like he'll talk some more later. 
Um, the reason that we asked this, these two questions of every one of our new guests is that, you know what? It doesn't matter where you started, and we don't know where we're going to end. But what we implore you to do is make sure that you keep that journey in between those healthy, positive, and proactive. Until we talk to you again here on Lynette, have a good one. So we'll end it right there. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, there's a few people still listening, so we thank you for being on. We've closed our show. Um, Charlie, uh, I will <clears throat> you'll work through the week uh, getting this out. Uh, if you have any other things, like uh, some things that you would like for me to put in the show notes, maybe uh, links to certain uh, groups or, or, or that that you would like for me to put into the show notes so that uh, anybody listening, looking at the notes, gets to the right places, I would appreciate that. Okay. okay. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you know whenever we get this um, all uh, uh, reworked and everything and out, and I'll put it on uh, LinkedIn, and I'll tag you on it so you'll also you know bet. it there. You bet. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, breaking me in, so to speak. Hey, we all started somewhere. <laughs> Have a good week, my friend. Take care, David. Bye.